Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. He never gives up till stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast episode of season two that we're doing. And this is Knowing is Half the Podcast. Now with 40% more plus size racism. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're looking at Halloween costumes, guys. Jesus. You, none of the 20 minutes that came before uh, <laughs> this intro is making it into the uh, podcast. <laughs> I was joking before because like race is something terrible. I'm like, haha, I'm going to put that in. Uh, and um uh, but now it's now it's just sad. Well, it's, now it's, it's to a point now where you have of a hundred percent of total costumes. If we're doing a pie chart, it's fifty mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. sexy costume, five percent legit costume, and just forty five percent racist costume. Yeah, well, it's just easier. The, the that costume way. in question is on is on Walmart. So if anyone feels like oh, I found it on Amazon. Oh it's really? Everywhere. Yeah. Oh god. Well, if anyone feels like uh, writing terrible reviews for those or tweeting at them, guys, here's the deal: if we get to fifty. Five star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> All three of us will dress up as the what was it? The Sofo oh. King Hot. What was the, the, was uh, the Chinese Dream thing? Girl Women's Plus Side Faux King Hot costume costume? Oh, it's plus size costume too. Costume. Even oh, even better. I'm I mean, oh, Chan just found. He only found the plus size one. I think they they make it available for all, women who are racist of all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, racist of all builds and shapes. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I was. Just hoping to find like uh, uh, like a four hundred pound woman wearing this costume. <laughs> that would have that would have made it okay. For okay, me. Chad, do that on your own time. Uh, you and your sick fantasies. Mm, <laughs> my faux king hot fantasies. Dear Lord, hey, we're talking about an episode of GI Joe, you guys. Yeah, it's called Last Hour to Doomsday, mm. and uh, this is the one that Buzz told us about, and it makes sense based in hindsight what he said. Yeah, yes. yeah. I wish I had remembered it while I was watching the episode because ninety percent of my notes <laughs> deal with uh, the fact that it feels out of place. Yes. Uh, what was the name of the uh, writer? Did anybody write that uh, one? Down? Tom DeGanis. There we go. And Tom, as Buzz told us, he he got cancer, even though he had been commissioned to write an episode for season one. Mm. And he was, you know, dying. And yeah. uh, one of his last moments on Earth, he finished the script of this Last Hour Bamf, of Doomsday. This badass motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, he said, I don't want to not fulfill my obligations on my way out the door. And mm-hmm. if it was me, I'd be like, peace, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, no, medical marijuana is not a thing yet, but I want it to be a thing right now. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he got it, he got the episode to them late. Like, season yeah. one was done already. So they decided to shove it in as, like, basically the first episode of season two, rewrite it a bit so they could incorporate a few of the new characters. But this is why this episode feels so disjointed. Uh, uh, and bless it all. I mean, for what it is, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Well, yeah. But it, it's weird. It's a weird episode to watch. Here's here's the thing. Like, uh, my uh, spoiler, my brief overview is I liked it a lot. I thought there was a lot of really funny lines. There and were a it lot was, of funny lines. It was yeah. really solid character-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I I mean, aside from the fact that, like, let it, let us honor this uh, this dude who did this thing for us, um, 
it was like a solid episode. Right. It just belonged in the timeline before Serpentor. Because Serpentor's um, not in this episode whatsoever, even though no. he was just created. Which most yeah. of my notes are, wait, where is Serpentor during <laughs> yeah. all of this? Yeah. And, and they, they shoehorned in a couple of people like uh, um, uh, General Leatherneck. Uh, fudge. Oh, Hawk. Oh, Hawk. Yeah. Hawk. Uh, yeah, Lifeline was I kept there. being like, "Oh yay, Wild Bill is back! Oh yay, Shipwreck is back!" <laughs> right, right, I right. did not, I did not watch this with with the proper knowledge. And also, some asshole in a sweatsuit. I do not understand. <laughs> Wait, what? That was weird. Deep Six and Torpedo both wearing... no, it was wetsuit. Oh, wet wetsuit was wearing a wetsuit. No, he was wearing like uh, when you saw him at uh, at Jojo headquarters, he oh, was yeah. just wearing like yeah. some blue ass thing. That was bizarre. and then he was in the shark wearing that blue ass thing. I'm the yes. fuck is going and on? And then he jumps out of the shark and he's got his wetsuit on. Because yeah. he's, he's ripping the panels and stuff. But uh, we'll get there. Anyway. Actually, this is going to be a rare G.I. Joe episode where you probably you liked it a lot more than I did because Apparently. I appreciated it for what it was. But it was just so all over the place and so just helter-skelter and like the scenes just sort of uh, just didn't this really, is a like, whole new season baby yeah i don't know like uh, uh, uh and and bless it because the story behind it is magical and i don't want to trash the episode again any level. tom degain is super awesome hardcore dude. yeah 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 yeah. it's just uh, uh i think it had a lot to do with the fact they had to rewrite sections of it mm-hmm. to change yeah. it around and add the characters but it felt like disjointed is the only word i could come up with because uh, uh it's just all over the place well let's just launch into the episode and then we'll get there because it starts uh underwater you know, yeah. we've got uh, 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 the Baroness is on a hydrofoil doing something. I wasn't mm-hmm. really quite clear. It's on a moray, yeah. my favorite uh, yes. G.I. Joe uh, toy because I had one. Uh, I, yes, I had. I had. I bought one from the next door neighbor, and Ooh. it was like all the like the the gubbins were gone off of it, all the guns and weapons and the mm-hmm. extra stuff. So it was just the ship itself. Oh, you got conned. Oh, so but that, you had that the, neighbor conned. Well, you. I think I paid like five bucks for it. You so still had the hydrofoil things at the bottom that came out, right? So it's like skating on top I of the water. I want to say one of those broke off as well. Like it was it was always tilted one side or the oh. other. <laughs> I had to buy it uh, while I was at my grandmother's house because my mother would not let She's me play not with the toys. Have it. Yep. So yeah, I'm into it. So uh, we find out that the op- it's called Operation Switcheroo. Op- it's the GI Joe yeah. name for the uh, the battle plan to replace the Baroness on this hydrofoil. Like this is a very like well thought out and well put together plan for something that it seems like they just randomly came upon the Baroness on a hydrofoil. Also, like it is as we will see in a moment, the Baroness escapes. And either she escapes, and they don't for a second think, oh, she escaped, and she'll go back to the base, and then our cover will be blown. Or they think like, oh, she's dead and that's fine. Yeah, that was real weird. That was super weird. The which implication is sort of what he says. Dead. Like, he's like, oh, good. We don't have to deal uh, with a prisoner. Yeah, hold on. She died. Because- she did it. She did us a favor. Now I don't have to worry about her escaping and showing up later. And like, that's how, such a great yeah. line. That is a great line. That's not Very even ironic weird. because there's a 100% chance that that's what's going to happen. Yes. So you're a Flint, you're a dummy. But also, like, if he legitimately thinks she died, <laughs> that is cold. Yeah. She's the enemy yeah. in a time of war. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like if if uh, if we found out that, like, U.S. soldiers said that, they were like, oh, he died while we were trying to capture him. So thank God, right, that we don't have to, like, feed him and clothe him. And well, it's, I mean, it's uh, like when Bin Laden died, it wasn't like, eh, whatever. It was a big deal. Yeah. So true. if the Baroness died, it would be a big deal. It would be yeah. a big deal. I yeah. will say, though, I, I admire her principled stance in not being taken alive. Hells yeah. Like, she, <laughs> she just straight up says it. Do yeah, you have a soundbite of that? Mm-hmm. You shall never take me alive! I, she made I, sure that you knew because of that alive stretched out to yeah. like a and a half. I feel like she she is the most badass of all the Cobras. I feel like they would just be like, uh, like if it was Zartan, I'd be like, he, he would probably be like, okay, you can take me alive. Oh, Zartan's been taken alive more times than any other character yeah. on the show. Are I also feel like right she now? probably has a fake tooth with a cyanide capsule hold, in it. Hold on, hold on. Are we not all in agreement here that the Baroness is the most badass Cobra? <laughs> I assumed, I just kind of assumed it. Like, I assumed oh, it. Oh, good. I didn't good. realize that there was good. any question of that roundtable uh, discussion is the baroness the <laughs> biggest bad fun gi joe uh two things this i, I love him n- now now my only goal is to find those gi <laughs> joe segments where people are just like dear, 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 dear. that's my I feel favorite like they went in the sound booth and the people were like ah just do something here to cover cover some time 
I want to say it was that. Yeah, it was just in between takes. He yeah. was just like waiting. <laughs> I, I, again, not realizing that this was shown out of sequence, I was like, ooh, Wild Bill's back, baby. In a big way. I, I missed him. <laughs> He's back science? from Betty Ford. <laughs> What's the science behind this? Because they have a giant magnet. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Do you mean an electronic branding iron? Because sorry, that's what right. an electronic branding iron is. <laughs> well, a branding iron sucks in the cattle. Just like a giant tractor beam, right? Yes. So said that's not what a branding iron is. What? What? A you branding iron you is tell me that Wild Bill doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, I, I just think he might be mixing his metaphors a little bit here. That's okay. He's he's done a lot of drugs. <laughs> uh, but it picks the entire ship up off out of the out of the uh, water uh-huh. and holds it up in the air. Mm-hmm. The Baroness gets out and goes to shoot the uh, Lady J and Flint as they drop onto the ship. Sure. And the magnet grabs her gun mm-hmm. and like shoots the gun up in the air. How come mm-hmm. nothing else metallic like her? glasses yeah or her belt I'm assuming, you know yeah. uh, she's wearing plastic rims i mean in, okay. a, in, in this sort of situation so you she can't is, have metal glasses it's, it's gonna it's like when in x-men when they have when they go yep. to visit magneto mm-hmm. and everything needs to be that's right mm-hmm. it's just all plastic yeah. yeah but it just seems weird i would just think it's just such a random pull that only the gun is taken mm-hmm. by the magnet mm-hmm. and the ship not anything else like like anything else on the ship a, a microwave or so i don't know what else is on that ship yeah i'll just see something flying through Ray, the air mores do not have microwaves i think they should have microwaves <laughs> they need to heat up their coffee i need the, the hot seas. bucket uh also like they're lucky that no one below had any type of like implants right uh, like mm-hmm. me- metallic implants or else we would see like the baroness's face hip just rip out of her body <laughs> oh my goodness she would be she would be left with just flint's pacemaker just ka-ping. <laughs> yeah yeah well the, uh, the plate the metal plate in duke's head mm-hmm. and and it's only befitting something His head called is all, all metal plate yeah <laughs> called operation switcheroo mm-hmm. lady j becomes the baroness yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. well Immediately. She is a master of disguise she's solid a and couple then, little bobbles when people you know say hey it's a special day it's like Yes, of course. Special day. I'm to- who I wouldn't miss hey, that. Better than Zartan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweats off his wig immediately when she walks into the when she walks into Cobra Commander and Destro. She gives again. She, we see a Nazi salute from her. It's a very quick thing, but she walks in. Well, that's the Cobra Cobra salute. They do that. Are you sure it's not just hi? No, because it is straight out. It yeah, is I mean it's very crisp. Hi. <laughs> Wait, you don't do that to your friends, Gina? Uh, I usually give them the finger. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> well, that's... I, but I put it straight out in the Nazi salute. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> I mean, Very it. confusing. Uh, well, uh, so this is the part that kind of weirds me out a little bit here, because uh, uh, Flint and Lady J take this hydrofoil, and it seems like they're on the water for a while before they finally reach the Cobra base, which is in South America. Yep. And it looks like it's once again on the exact same island where they met Mara. Yeah, and they keep going back to the same island Just over one coastline. I guess if GI Joe Look, doesn't want to secure it, go back to it. And you, the base is already there. Right? How many islands have you been to? They all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Islands of Adventure. Uh-huh. I've been to uh-huh. Islands Burger uh, uh, Joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all, I've, all the every property that GI Joe owns looks like an Island Burger. <laughs> and I've been to Thousand Islands. Okay. So I will say right now, I've been to all the islands, <laughs> and no, they did not look the same, Gina. <laughs> you um, island racist. But the part is, mm-hmm. if they if they are driving all the way to South America, that means the Baroness, in theory, when she appears later, swam that exact same distance. Yeah, she's a badass, uh, Well, man. she did get picked up by uh, Cobra Patrols. Oh, okay. Uh, I so like, she just traded water for a long time. I like to imagine that she started swimming and then pulled mm-hmm. like a Marty McFly and just like grabbed onto the back. Of, of some like moving ship and then Huey Lewis started playing. Then she had a wakeboard with her. Take me away. I don't mind. Wait, is that the song that they play? Sure, why not? What? What is that song that you just sang? That's a Huey Lewis in the news song. Take me away. I don't mind. Do do boo do boo to be back in time. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I I, it sounded right to me, but I wasn't, you know. But I don't think that's the song that plays when... I think it's Power of Love plays when he grabs that's onto the That's the power bat. of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mixed my, I mixed my HL and the N <laughs> songs. Your headline and your news? Yeah. Uh, so she shows up to the, the Cobra Commander's room uh, mm-hmm. as the Baroness, and, it, and he says, we're just in time for the ultimatum. It's like, how exciting. I wouldn't want to miss that. Yeah. yeah. And Destro immediately starts macking on her, and it's a little uncomfortable. I, I, I actually thought, like, oh, he must know. 
Because he never is uh, like overtly flirty and sexual with the Baroness. Not in front of Cobra Commander. Well, yeah, I think he yeah. is, just not in this business well, no, no. situation. I mean, what he does is like, uh, it was kind of sotto voce. He was kind of like, you don't want to see me in my quarters later. Um, and mm-hmm. also, as we find out, they had a fight the night before. So he was probably just like, Correct. well, let's see if I can just you know, like maybe, maybe yeah. work doing, that out, you know. Maybe I, doing I the thought thing. he knew when he was trying to test her. See, I didn't get that vibe at all. But then I asked the question, like, ooh, how far is she going to take this? She, like, starts to make, make it out with him. Yeah, I want to see Reaches down her. below. Yeah. No, she does not do that at all. But uh, and, and at no point would he be like, whoa, your face feels like a rubber mask today. Into it. <laughs> Something very familiar about all this. Uh, the actual answer is there was no Huey Lewis playing during the hoverboard scene where Marty McFly grabs onto the, the back of the Not the scene. hoverboard scene, the From skateboard the scene. The skateboard scene? From the first when he, one, When he's man. riding the truck right after the opening credits or during the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. During the opening credits, he's going to school and he's going to be late, so he grabs on the back of a truck while he's riding on a skateboard. And I believe... Nope. It's still the, the, uh, the score. It's still the Jurassic Park theme. That's a Jurassic Park theme, right? I'm pretty sure. Does John Williams there's only, at least one John scene only where it's one Power song. of Love. Yes. Uh, neither, neither of the board scenes in the first movie or the second is the Power of Love. Although I'm, it's in there, right? Isn't it Power of Love in there? It is yeah. definitely in there. Okay, it's been a long time since I've um, seen that movie. Uh, could I get a sound pull from you, Mr. Chan? If, if uh, from if, Back if, to the Future, not from <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you need? One point twenty one gigawatts. You already gave me uh, think McFly think, so I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, no, I just Destro when he refers to the Baroness is sh- after she leaves, he like like watches her saunter off. Oh yeah, and then uh, a little minx. Yeah, 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 a playful, playful little minx. minx. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is happening over there, Gina? I- I'm pulling up the scene. I <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Uh, he's getting on a skateboard. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, but they, he, oh, does he grab onto yeah. a truck at some point? Yeah. Oh, he does it multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take that back. I you know are my, correct. I know my Back to the Future. Okay. The Power of Love is playing as he's, uh. Just for proof, Ray. I believe you. You've <laughs> just told enough. me you've seen it. Yeah. At a Burger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, though, your phone is well-known liberal media, <laughs> and therefore not to be trusted. So I don't even know what I saw right there. Uh, moving forward, uh, Flint only has to stick 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 around. He's just got to like not cause a scene while Lady J's doing the Baroness thing, so that way they can just get out. Like mm-hmm. instead, he decides to pick a fight with an entire group of cobras Here's by throwing a grenade at them for like unprovoked, no reason whatsoever. If he sticks around. Eventually, uh, Lady J is going to have to sleep with Destro. <laughs> Flint can't have that. Oh, I'm into it. So he's just going to like set some stuff off. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, did, what, we completely ruined the uh, the cover? Oh, well, I guess we got to go now. What he doesn't know, though, is that like violence and chaos turn them on. So that's oh, yeah. when he that's when Destro is the most likely yeah. to sleep with her. He's not going to sleep with her in, in like, oh, it's times of peace. There's downtime. He's going to be like, <laughs> I just can't get hard right now. Well, you know what they say. Once you go Destro, you forget about the resto. <sighs> That's I gotta go kill myself real quick. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. That's the power of love. <laughs> I was just gonna try and uh, blot it out of my head yeah, yeah. with some Huey Lewis. <laughs> you're, you're Chan's getting a skateboard and he's gonna ride away on the, like <laughs> grabbing onto the back of a truck right now so that Ray is left behind. Chan's gonna grab onto the front of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I, every, I talk I bring this up every once in a while uh, as. Um, as these news stories come out, I'm um, looking at this this floppy disk they have. It's a it's a traditional five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to uh, have uh, seven hundred and something three hundred and twelve three hundred twelve megabytes. Uh, three hundred twelve like early on. This is nineteen eighty eighty five. By nineteen eighty five, I feel like we would have either been at like the seven hundred twelve. Or the 1.2 megs, I think. I want to say by this point, we were still with actual disks that were still floppy. Yes. We hadn't gone to the hard plastic ones with the sliding. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. are the five and uh, those are the uh, those are the three and a half inch. Uh huh. The thing that uh, um, they have here is a five and a quarter. It's definitely. It seems even bigger than that, doesn't it? Like maybe now, I think that was just up like an, for the cartoon, maybe. But yeah, it seemed about the right size for the hand. 
in the hand, it looked like. But here's the thing. Those things at max, when they were double density, carried 1.2 megs of uh, data. Okay. Uh, I just Which think about just take a moment and think about that with today's perspective. That's this is what I'm saying. But 1.2 they, megs actually gets you. They just released a an SD card that you know, like one of those one of these the thing that I know the thing the, we record the show on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a terabyte. Jeez. A terabyte on a thing that is, uh, say, one thirtieth, yeah, one thirtieth the size, it's the tiny. physical size of that floppy disk, and it contains something on the order of um, like a five, uh, like six hundred thousand of those floppy disks. Pretty amazing, six hundred thousand. I used to have a lot of those. Uh, uh, a lot of those, like when we first, my dad bought an Apple II GS computer. And we saw a man in a basement that had a lot of games, a lot of computer games. You were hiding out in a man's basement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in hindsight, maybe he was like illegally illegally obtaining these games. I don't know how you got games in the 80s for, you, com- for computers. You bought them? There was no internet I mean, to he, just rip he, them from. He bought them, but like, it, were they bootleg? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we had a lot of those discs. But then later on, we, we did have the hard ones. So we were like fl- like switching over... We still use the floppy ones, and it was like, you know, Arkanoid, Summer Games, Oregon Trail. Did you have the big discs, or did you have the little discs? I'm just sick of you flip-floppying on this issue. Oh, my God. Huh? Did you say flip-floppying? Yeah, yeah was, he that did. was the gag. And he was so proud of it. What the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> I literally created a Facebook group solely for puns. <laughs> that is correct. Solely. <laughs> so I could Because I it. love puns that much. And, and these aren't doing anything for you? <laughs> no. Chan's got to go find another truck now. <laughs> That's the power of... <laughs> that, was you, that was you getting splatted. Mm-hmm. I see. By the truck. All right. uh, Baroness shows up, everybody. Wait, can I just say... I, yes. I, like, I, I really... I kept yelling a couple times to Lady J, stop talking out loud in your non-Baroness voice. Oh, like, all she had to do was stay in character. It's not that hard, but she was like, oh my god, this is what I'm gonna do now. And all she needs is like one cobra, like one one viper to walk by and be like, hey, wait a minute, didn't the Baroness have a, an accent? Here's the thing, though. Uh, she never does get caught that she, way. She does She only gets exposed because they found the Whoa. actual person she was in person. The Baroness she ripped her it. face off. That's a good, that's a good, like, it's that's hard to good. come back from that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I did do, um, I, she, Baroness shows up and, like, exposes the whole thing. Uh, what made me a little bit sad was when she shows up mm-hmm. uh, and does her thing, which is great. Bye. <laughs> you bloody fools, I'm the Baroness! Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was, who's it, Morgan Lofting, <laughs> yes. who plays the Baroness? She she's like kills it this entire episode. She's great. Because she's, uh, she's just like balls out, I'm the, f- I'm the fucking Baroness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Destro, like, Destro's just such kind of... He, He's a cock, is what he is. I knew it was too good to be true. <laughs> right? <laughs> Women are all bitches, right? I, I knew I... that... Uh... Well, their relationship is very complicated, so when she comes out being all loving and yeah. graceful, that is not what he is used to. That's not what he likes about her. He but, likes the challenge. But the thing is, he he did say, oh, you saucy minx or something. So she wasn't like, ooh, sweetie. She was just like, ooh, maybe I can get into that when he says, like, hey, we'll, like, fight later. So, like, yeah. he, I think... Here's my here's my theory. I think I think Destro knew it was not the Baroness and was like, <laughs> I am going to have sex with this <laughs> this woman that's not the Baroness, but I can pretend that it's not cheating. Oh shit! Yeah. And then, okay. and then okay. when the Baroness shows up, he's like, Oh crap. <laughs> Maybe we could do a three way. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, she just ripped off her hip. Three way with okay, all. Okay, I guess yeah. Still into it. Oh, well. I actually Still wrote uh, Destro wants a, a Baroness threesome. Oh, he definitely does. Well, what man doesn't really? If you think about yeah, it. Yeah, you I want mean, you everyone yeah. every man. Man wants two of their wives slash girlfriends. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Hey Ray, <laughs> how would you feel about having two of your wife, dude? Did you know that there's Cobra Jet you, Fuel? She would. <laughs> did you know she that would gra- one would grab your head, the other would grab your legs, and they would tear you apart. Yeah, tear you yeah. in half like a teddy bear. Oh, you you your little guts split. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the uh, Michael Jackson Thriller album? And on the the art for the uh, the girl is mine. It was like a girl being like 
pulled by one by Michael Jackson, one by Paul McCartney on the actual oh. album notes. No. Uh, there's a picture of it, and I remember as a kid being very, very disturbed by it because it's really like – it's probably in, in only in my memory this way, but it was way more aggressive in hindsight <laughs> than it was. Like It was like, that's just making me uncomfortable. This went from being playful back and forth to being like, well, this is physical now. Is that because of the say, say, say what you want but do? No, it's the other one. The, the doggone girl is mine. But that's not – Mine, mine. Oh, yeah. All mine. mine. No, mine, no, mine, she's mine. I'm looking at album covers, and I do yeah. not remember. It's not the album cover. It was the actual like sleeve the that the record came in okay. that had all the lyrics on it and then in the middle there was like a giant picture this is what i remember uh i i'm not finding that what i am finding is this sweet ass picture of michael jackson in the white suit with a tiger cub that is that, <laughs> is, that is a that vague is, recollection of this yeah that's the um uh thriller album that's the cover yeah 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 well no I, yeah, the, the normal I, thriller cover is just him with the white outfit but maybe it was a liner note or something. Oh, when like that. you opened it up, there was an extended picture. Okay, it was an album that had like a magazine opening on it. Right. Or, you know. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't find this. I don't think it exists except in your mind. Oh Ray. shit! No, that is. I found it. You found it. It is. It's what a little creepy. It's, it's a little. I remember creepy. it's creepy. Oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a drawing. Yeah, it's a little. Oh my god. It's a little. Yeah, you so are it's correct. A little rapey, right? You are correct. Okay. Yes. Also, is it? Is it? Is it just me, or is she like a tiny person? She is in olive oil. <laughs> um, and to be tiny you, compared to Paul McCartney to and Michael that? Jackson. Yeah, yeah. What did you type to find it? Uh, the Girl Is Mine album album liner. Okay. <laughs> I was not paying real attention That's where it was coming from, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway. Well, guys, let me move on right here. <laughs> uh, sure. We do have an episode to talk about. I don't know. I feel like we're really covering the gamut of 80s pop culture. Um, this show is just going to be got Thriller album. <laughs> we're going to do, we'll do Slinkies later. We'll it's going to be great. Once we I'm make just going to put Morton it out Downey there that she is, dead in this, she is dead in this picture. She is, Her yeah. head is lolling back. It's, yeah. it's, it's really upsetting, right? Like, yeah. I saw that as a kid, and even as like a very small child, I was like, "This is this is not right." They're fighting over a corpse. Yes. Oh yeah, guys, yeah. let's move forward. The vortex cone, <laughs> Chan. What is the vortex cone? I just it, it creates tsunamis. Apparently, it's a yeah. shame cone for dogs. Um, it's a shame cone for dogs. Yeah, is that what we call the vortex cone? Yeah, you're gonna you, bite your wound. Yo, oh, oh, I'm gonna put you in your vortex cone. Is that what you want? <laughs> uh, here's the thing. What's the science behind uh, this? Back in the '80s, there was this thing called the Whirlpool Spa, and it was basically a hot tub, and it had a little thing in the bottom so that like the water swirled around, you know, just like uh, the water going down the drain. It's like Mid a nice it. little thing. Okay. In Australia, they turned the uh, fan the other way, so it went in the opposite direction. Uh huh. Because the Coriolis effect, right? Just like that Simpsons episode that we all know it from definitely yes um you make that much much bigger and apparently it causes tsunamis causes which tsunamis. as we well know is uh specifically the uh tidal waves the result of seismic effects so technically they wouldn't be tsunamis but it's come to be you know the word tsunami is interchangeable with tidal wave just a giant wave that's going to destroy uh well all sorts let of me ask the question mm-hmm. would this huh? work no not even a teeny <laughs> tiny bit i think it would work uh, the the size of this thing you would have to uh create to create that i mean basically it's going to have to be like as big as also if it was just a giant thing that made a giant uh, whirlpool, that's not going to make a tidal wave. Yeah, it's going to make how a big ass maelstrom. How many times did you try it, Chan? How how in, many times did you try it? In the bathtub, many times. <laughs> many many <laughs> times. Um, uh, as a young child, I thought, how awesome would it be to be caught in one of those? Uh, I read it. Uh, there was some children's story about of a maelstrom, and I don't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, into the maelstrom. Possibly. That's a song actually that I used to play on the saxophone. <laughs> I feel like there. Also, uh, I saw the the black hole when I was much too young. Wait, you're saying there's a child's book about a maelstrom? Uh, probably. Oh my gosh, I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for it? Uh, well, oh, a oh, descent a descent into, into the maelstrom, maelstrom. by Poe. That's probably it. And then combined with uh, um, images and memories of the black hole, probably made it weird. Made it weird. There's probably a, a, a picture book that I, yeah. I read, and I was like, oh. All those Edgar Allan Poe picture books for kids. Yeah. Well, Cobra Commander comes forward, and he gives his ultimatum. And he mm-hmm. says, you guys have 48 hours, or else I'm going to unleash devastating tsunamis all over the east coast of the United States. Sure. Did you guys notice the clock in the background during that? It starts at 48 
uh, colon zero zero, 48 hours, and okay. then ticks down. Mm-hmm. The first tick happens, and it goes to 4859. <laughs> which I thought was an interesting choice. Give a bonus hour. And then it cuts back to like Hawk talking about what we're going to do and then the, then it goes back to a long shot again and the camera now says 46.29. Okay, mm. this this checks out for me because everyone knows in movies when a tsunami is about to happen or when crazy stuff is about to happen, mm. all the clocks go They go nuts. Crazy. But this oh, is a yeah. countdown the, clock. The Coriolis effect. Like, it doesn't, the Coriolis it doesn't effect, matter. Right? All clocks. Any type of clock. <laughs> I just like, I'm wondering what like Inception time thing happened here because Hawk talks to Duke for like mm. like seven seconds I just we cut back and an hour you. and a no, half no, no, no. has gone I by. I literally no. just explained it to you. No, no, no. No inception time. Here's what happened. Yes. They're like, start the clock. And they clicked and it went to 4859 and we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, okay, uh, no, no, wait. Quick, no, uh, turn it, turn it, turn it back. And then they turn it and it goes like... And it's like 46. I'm like, shit, shit. No, no, just get it to fucking 4759. Come on, 40. And then they're like... And then they finally get it right and they're like... Whew. For the record, I've seen that happen in football games before. Yeah, where the clock gets just jacked, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, there's like 28 minutes on the clock, and that's not even possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's the deal. I like your answer. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then someone was like, "Man, at least it's not my VCR. Am I right?" Boom, boom. And then he walks away from the uh, the uh, brick wall. That's uh, what are you? There is a song called "Into the Maelstrom." Oh I was not gracious. wrong. <laughs> You know, we're going to need to get you some Adderall to keep you focused this episode, I can tell. Okay, here's the thing. Here's uh, a little behind the scenes. Uh, It's 9 o'clock. We started this at 9 o'clock in the morning. We started this considerably early. Normally, we do this at night or sometimes at noon. In the middle of the day. 9 o'clock in the morning is not a good time for comedy. We are loopy (laughs) as hell. I drank some coffee. I made some biscuits and put chocolate ganache on top of them. So we're flying a little bit high on on sugar. Look, the world... if I make a reference, the world wants to know if it's gonna, if it's gonna pan out. Okay, Guys, wait a minute. Were know. you just playing the Final Fantasy theme? It said, <laughs> it said into the Maelstrom Leviathan. Yeah, that is that is a track from that's Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, that's, that's Final so I'm Fantasy pretty 10, sure that's not what you remember from a, <laughs> from being a child. All right, back to Google. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Chan, we. Yeah, uh, that's rad. Should we make this our new opening song? Uh, under no chance should we make that our new opening song. <laughs> but closing song. <laughs> hey, Boardwalk Audio, I'm sure you're really happy <laughs> that this is our first official episode oh, with you. You should have listened to more episodes before you said yes. Oh, goodness me. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, how about Deep Six has a line about income tax going on, which I thought was just like, uh, I'm sure this this rates is one of your good one-liners. <laughs> um, po- sort of. I definitely uh, noticed it. Uh, also, this is the point where I said, dude in robe, question mark? Yeah, they're both Because it looked wearing, like he was in a blue robe. They're both wearing, yeah, like speed, uh, not speed suits, but yeah, like a, a no, gym attire. It, yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, lumpy and loose. Yeah. Uh, if it were... If it were uh, skin tight, if it were a wetsuit, I'd be like, "All right, that makes sense." No, I have no uh, idea. It, it's what's like going with on the uh, on the Sopranos, what the mafiosos would wear to the strip club. Oh. You know, just comfortable tracksuits. Say suits. what they would like throw the people in the in the water. They would wearing, throw them because they, they would, would drag them, them down. <laughs> they would drag uh, them down. Yeah, uh, around around that table, uh, somebody I forget who I think it might have been Leatherneck uh, says, uh, "Uninvincible, you snake breath." That is the worst. That uh, that is the worst uh, um, uninvincible slam. Yeah, uh, Cobra Commander says our weapon will not make us invincible, which he says every time. Uh-huh. Um, and then Leathernecks says I'll uninvincible you, Snake Breath. Yeah, which is the shittiest comeback. He, he might as well have just world. said your mom at that point. You know, yeah. like well, no, done. even that would have had some. I think he like several insults. Like if if like if Cobra Commander had said this would make us invincible, and and the guy had said more like uninvincible, and then punched him, like that would have worked. Okay. If you yeah. Yeah, but then if he had it. been yeah. like, I'll invincible you, he could he let and punched him, it would have been like, eh, So what you're saying right. is he was just practicing so that yeah. when the time came, he'd be like, 
on Invincible You, pow, yes, I nailed it. Yeah, I think he mixed two of them. Like, I think yeah. he's still working on his fight puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, I mean. He's you, still new to the Joe team. I mean, he's a new yeah. character. He's working out some material. He's mm-hmm. not quite got the type mm-hmm. five together yet. This is yeah. this is an open mic for, for, <laughs> for punch, Joe with for punch puns. I feel like after this battle is over, he's going to be like, I mean, the battle went well, but I feel like my personal performance wasn't really yeah. up to par. No, 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 no it's fine. i put I mean, more into it for next week. <laughs> you, you work on, you work on, you go into a battle work and say, I'm going to work on one thing. Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, because it's not all going to come together at once. Yeah. You yeah. just got to, uh, today I'm going to work on my puns. Tomorrow I'm going to work on my sweep kicks. Yeah. He went to this battle doing vocal warm ups. Meat, mot, moot. Uninvincible. Uninvincible. I'm invincible. For the second time. Hold on. The line that you were talking about. With a seal, nothing's impossible. Yeah? Try figuring out my income tax. Like, how many sources of income does Deep Six have that this is an issue? I feel like he's also a freelance writer. Go to TurboTax. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a combination of I-9s. This is before of, TurboTax raised. Good point. You only had H&R Block. And, Rough uh, times. Maybe you know. he had to form an LLC and he's confused. Is There there has to be an episode where G.I. Joe goes to their accountant. <laughs> they have to have accountants. I feel like you're right. Um, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I feel like G.I. Joe shouldn't have to pay taxes. They live on that base all the time. They get they get access that. to only like two women. Two. Uh, if you if you work for the government, why do you pay taxes? That then go back into be paying people who work for the government. I never quite understood that. Like oh. it's coming and going to the same pile. So why not just like Ray pay them less and let them Ray? Keep it all? Uh, yes. Are you able to just take things from your store? Because I mean, you, no. you, you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all like you. The money goes in, it goes out, and yeah, it will come back to you in some form. But it's not like you know, like well, this is my money, so I'm just going to keep it and not pay. I didn't pay for anything in the store. That makes me smart. That makes me smart. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Flynn, Lady J, escape for now the second time that they get captured sure. and then. Did anybody again. notice that enormous uh, vertical takeoff plane? It looked like a, like a B two bomber or something like that. Oh, but it's it still a rattler. Had the thing. No, 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 it was huge. It was long and it was like a cargo ship. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just noticed. I thought that was very weird, and it was not a uh, well, they, a toy they, I've ever seen. Before, they do so. it at the Rattler, which was the idea behind the Rattler was that it was a half uh, a fighter bomber right. and then half um, Apache helicopter. Yeah. That goes up and down. Yeah, no, and that's so great. They escape uh, runway one, which why do you need a runway if it's a vertical takeoff machine? <laughs> I guess <laughs> was the first question I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute, are you talking about runway one or the? Uh, the it's actually runway zero five nine. Runway zero five nine. Okay, well, you just they, round it up. When they escape, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> when they escape, they're uh, uh, because they get in the thing with uh, uh, they get into the a Golden rattler. Skull one. Yeah, the Golden Skull one, mm-hmm. and then they take off and join the the, the unit. They yes. do that from runway one. No, that's runway zero five nine. Okay, well, I, I, the, for some reason I wrote that down because I thought that's a weird runway name. Maybe they did round it up. That's amazing. <laughs> their script writer just like ah, he means one. Did, wait, but did you confuse Golden Skull one, which is the name of their plane? You know, just like Rogue One, Rogue Five. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I have written down here specifically like uh, uh, the the not that was Wild Weasel talking, I think. But the 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 mission control guy uh, it says to them, uh, "Go to runway one and get in your plane, go, uh, Gold Skull one." That's what I got. Uh, Panel one, are you prepared to take off? Repeat, Golden Skull one, are you prepared to take off? That's us. Answer them. Uh, uh, Golden Skull One here, solo prepared moment. for takeoff. <laughs> Glad to see you finally woke up. Take off on runway zero five nine. I don't know where I got that from. Then I probably yeah. here's the deal. It was very late last night when I watched this. <laughs> uh, you were probably thrown <laughs> off because the uh, the little the little microphone pops out of the helmet. Yeah, and it makes this huge noise. <laughs> You're like that was. That was bad Foley work. It's because there's a tiny chicken in there that's pushing out the, <laughs> the microphone. Well, Ew. There's a fight that happens here that seems it's like an extended sequence with no dialogue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And could you just give me a sound poll of just the fight of the sound effects? Because I remember it's it's insane. Oh, you're talking about when they uh, um, they beat up those dudes? Yes. Um... Well, that was uh, the distraction. Oh, 
You are correct. <laughs> that is a lot of vocalization. There's a lot going on there with nothing being said. One guy was just like, ah, 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 ah. And then, and then the music like swells into do 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 do, and it's like we win. It's like a video game moment, and yeah, it's an extended hoo ha he. Uh, I think ha. normally what they would have done is they would have when they cut to Lady J and her combatant, it would just be the two of them ooh ah ooh, and then when they cut to Flint and his combatant ooh ah ooh, but for some reason they just like let's just run both of the tracks yep. through it all the whole time. So it's just like ooh ah ooh oh ah. And it lasts a good, like, seven to ten seconds. It like, I mean, it's, it, 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 at two seconds, it starts feeling long, and then it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, and I found that absolutely delightful. Uh, how about um, uh, we, we, they escape again? And, uh, a second time. A second time. Like, oh, our ship exploded. Psych. Yeah, I put they're both dead after that helicopter thing exploded. I was like, well, they're both dead. Mm-hmm. It's just you know they literally kill themselves and then regenerate like it's that the, the yeah. angels from Preacher mm-hmm. and when they die they just respawn and come back again to join the mm-hmm. fight. I mean they did make it pretty clear it's like thank goodness we jumped out of that helicopter before we ran it into the those barrels full of yeah. jet fuel isn't yeah. that right Flint yes, yes that is Lady correct Jane. yes Wait, and so do they, get, they then they get caught again though they get the, caught like four times and escape every single yeah. time in this episode which like of all yeah I mean they're they're not getting past that octopus. <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten there yet. Know, that I'm is just, a whole I'm other ball wax. That to me was it got more and more it got more and more unrealistic. Oh, helicopter crash. All right, maybe I'll buy you jumped out of it. <laughs> Giant mutant octopus in a uh, tiny tank with you with, where they clearly with, set up that there's no escape. No escape. They yeah, found it. <laughs> uh also also uh this uh when they were dogfighting with their squadron when they were like circling around and like, okay, our cover is blown. We don't actually know where this base is. Uh, then they start fighting and then they go flying into the clouds and then. For some reason, just the dude saying, oh, no, oh, no, twice. He sees the missiles coming towards him. It's magical. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's still coming. Oh, no, again. Oh, no. oh, I was worried before, but now I'm really concerned. Do I have time for a third one? No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. I'll, just, I'll just say it as I'm ejecting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 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 so a, a great moment here happens where a uh, mainframe is trying to like fix this warped floppy disk after they bring it back to him, and this floppy disk is effed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and General Hawk, who apparently this is computers are still new in 1985, 1986. Yeah. He says, mm-hmm. "Can't you just iron it out?" Yep. And I really just wanted mainframe to just stop, look <laughs> over Hawk, and be like, "No, I can't fucking iron it up. What the fuck is wrong with you, General?" Hawk? I thought Hawk was trying to make a joke. I don't think so. I think he was honestly no. trying to be helpful in the way your grandma tries to give you internet <laughs> advice. Yeah, yeah, because later on, Duke says something, and, and we'll definitely uh, bring it up because psh, I don't care for that tone at all. Uh, but this is before <laughs> IT people garnered that sort of... Uh, um, Hatred uh, of everyone? <laughs> uh, what, what do you call it when uh, um, uh, people expect them to be snarky and just like... And over it. Yeah. We're still in the early days when computer nerds were still like kind of kind of like wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's like that is here's true. the thing. Can you I don't can you can you iron it out? Like I legitimately don't know if a floppy, you know, flat and That's know. a pretty stupid thing this can you just yeah. iron it out? And Get frankly, out here, mainframe has a solid comeback. But you will starch it, but you won't get any data off it. Clever. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm into uh, it. Like it's not a fucking uh shirt. Sure. It's not a fucking shirt. I think mm-hmm. uh, that could be the uh, second name for the episode. It's not a fucking <laughs> shirt, Hawk. Uh, how Hawk. impressive is it when... Uh, uh, the, so G.I. Joe wants Cobra to take the bait. So they put these fake boats out in the water. Mm-hmm. Battleships, cruisers, mm-hmm. destroyers, which mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I recognized all those terms. <laughs> and, and Cobra Commander himself leads the airstrike of the fire bats from the island. Sure. Like when I see all the fire bats go out, I'm like, cool, an airstrike. And then Cobra Commander's in the lead fire bat. Yeah. This is why he people love him. Mm-hmm. This is why people will follow him because he gets down in the trenches. You ain't seen no Serpentor leading the fire bat airstrike out there. I would love I mean, if yet. it turns out, though, that like Cobra Commander just has like 50 doubles. And every time he goes into battle, he's just like, oh, yeah, double number five. So that he can never really die. Yeah, he's no dummy. He's mm-hmm, smart. Mm-hmm. Um, Deep, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Wetsuit has a hell of a perm. It is a huge he just, does. He does have that just hair. An enormous 
floof of hair. <laughs> and he's still wearing a sweatsuit. Yeah, they're wearing their pajamas right here. I don't yeah. understand what's going uh, on. It's so weird. Um, let's see here. So G.I. Joe's decided that they're leading this little strike team. with all the Somehow with all the airstrike people out of the base, now it's safe to attack. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not understanding how, the, how the, the airstrike team with the fire bats is going to stop an underwater ambush. Sure. In the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Uh, physics, I guess. Um, but then the, they release the bats, and Flint and Lady J are captured now for the third, fourth time in this yeah. episode. Uh-huh. Immediately. And Destro yeah. wants to give them to the Baroness as a present. Yep. Yeah, because the bats uh, rip the, 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 the breathing pipes off of their oh, they, they rip them. They, they crush them. S- squinch them. Either way, they prevents oxygen from getting right. to their brain. Yeah. And then carries them across the entire ocean floor yep. for what must be a at least a reasonable <laughs> period of time. Mm-hmm. Did they say like 20 seconds is enough to cause major brain damage? I'm sure what happened is they squinched it and they passed out and they're like, okay, now let a little bit of oxygen in so they don't die. You are giving the bats way too much credit right <laughs> I mean, now. The, the, their uh, directive was to bring them back alive. I want to yes. see. I want to see what because if Destro is presenting, if Destro has the idea to present them to the Baroness as a gift, I think he's done this before. I want to see their tortured porn dungeon. Oh, gee, that oh, they yeah. put people in when they rescue them. No, you did see it. There's a huge fucking octopus in it. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what they do. I was picturing fair. more like Buffy the Vampire Slayer when like Spike and Drusilla are going out and then they capture Angel and they're doing things like dr- like just like torturing him. Mm-hmm. But since he heals, they mm-hmm. can do it as much as they want. Yep. But this is again, this is a travel lab. This isn't like their home base. That's so true. I was. This is just so makeshift whatever they one, put together. One duffel bag full of torture, right. full of giant stuff. octopus. And this yeah. one has a giant <laughs> octopus. There's another one that has. Yeah, the, uh, the vampire torture chamber, I guess, uh-huh. which is windows. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's <laughs> there's right before the octopus. There's a couple amazing blasts. One we see a Cobra guy reading Cobra Life magazine. I love and Cobra Life magazine. I don't think wasn't it. Uh, remember that R and R base that they accidentally walked into? Yep. Was they reading Cobra Life magazine there yep. as well? That means it's a great like, callback. That means that at least one branch of Cobra is writing, editing, and yeah. and just putting out this magazine. Well, remember they're an Amway corporation. Yeah, As their I, veneer. I wanna I wanna work for that company. I would be like, <laughs> I'll take this job. I know I'm working for an evil evil corporation, but I'll write some articles about uh, you know Cobra diff- Cobra Life Soldier on the go. Yeah, different Swiss <laughs> army knives that, that <laughs> the, the soldier needs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Do you need do you and need that again? Tits in there. That is so I do great. need that. That was very George uh, Takei. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's the dude reading Cobra yeah. Life magazine. No way there aren't centerfolds in that magazine. I'm just saying. Um, I was picturing it like highlights, like oh, C- Cobra, like like what were the find Dudley twelve and... differences in these pictures? Yeah, what were the two boys like? Oh, Goofus and Gallant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's like the Cobra ver- Cobra version of them. <laughs> Goofus doesn't clean his laser rifle. Gallant shoots a Joe in the face and murders him. Be like Gallant. <laughs> uh, so okay, and then uh, somebody brings up nefarious physics one hundred and one. Is that like a class you can take? Somewhere? Uh, I would love it if the, it were. I feel like we need to be writing down all the facts that we know about Cobra. Great, great retirement packages. Oh yeah, their own magazine mm-hmm. schooling. I feel like they've created the perfect government. Free schooling magazines for everyone. Yeah. I think it'd be weird, yeah, to find out that the entire world actually just runs through Cobra at some point. Like, <laughs> I know. I like essential. Now I have a whole different attitude about it which is like cobra set up this whole society and it's like this is going to be my test society we're going to have benefits that are amazing we're going to have you know like paid leave where they get to go to our own facilities like with robot butlers and things like that and then we're going to put out a magazine and anyone who wants to can get free classes and then he was like hey this really worked I'm going to do it to the rest of the world so that they can get free health care and vacations and schooling. Mm-hmm. And, and if we just let him take over, he would fix everything. The problem it's, it's is we've seen spring. what happens when Cobra takes over the world and none of that happens. <laughs> he needs to get, you need to give it like a month. For, give for, it a month? Yeah, the, for the benefits to kick in. He had slave camps in the middle of like Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah, that was the alternate universe. We definitely saw that things didn't work out so <laughs> he well. just He used all his resources to make copious statues of himself. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, the real the real answer to what would a world run by Cobra look like is that it would look exactly like what would uh, the world would look like if Donald Trump took over. 
Look, there would be statues of no, him everywhere. Okay. There, there, there are fewer statues camps. of Cobra Commander in the world than there would be Trump statues. Guys, there are a lot of guys that ha- that want statues put back up of themselves. Joe Paterno. And mm-hmm. he's a good guy that's never done anything wrong. No, definitely Can't think not. Of a single thing in my life. Yeah, uh, I definitely nothing. would want to live in a world run by Joe Paterno. <laughs> think of all the showers. There would be showers on every corner. Everyone would be so clean <laughs> out on the outside and so dirty on the inside. Just, just wander in. There are open showers. Uh, don't talk about what goes on in the showers. Uh, octopus chow. Guys, I want to get right to the octopus. Chow. I want to get right to the octopus because I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> there is a giant octopus. Uh, you know who else is really show. handsy in a wet environment? An octopus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I need a shower right now. Right oh, now. Yeah. We can arrange Dude, that. Hold on. Let me go find you a young boy to shower with. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought in this scenario, Ray was the young boy. Oh, okay. Fair I, enough. I assume. Let me find you an old coach. Oh, to... I didn't mean it like that. Oh, jeez, oh, pizza, you people. You're horrifying. I need a shower right now. <laughs> Not... Jer- Jerry Sandusky, get in here. There's room for two. Trying to escape the filth of this room. Uh, so G.I. Joe comes up with a Trojan horse uh, 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 strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all I got because everyone gets captured again. Because yeah. G.I. Joe, like we established, that there's a giant octopus. Mm-hmm. It's in a big pit with water. There's no escape from this room. Next scene, G.I. Joe and Lady J escaping the room. I yeah. just put don't hurt the octopus. <laughs> and then also the people inside the Trojan Horse, you n- know one of them farted. In, oh. Like, and, and oh, oh, this uh, is my uh, worst what, nightmare. Uh, Gina, well, Beachhead's Gina, in there. They have, they have completely <laughs> hermetically sealed suits. Yeah. Unless, the only person who's going to be sad that they farted is themselves because the fart would have stayed in their suit. <laughs> There's, true. If you, true. If, I bet you if you take a look at the... Um, that that uh, uh, room full of Joes. One There's of one in there. Sad. It's like, oh, Jesus, why did I eat beans? Stupid MREs. It, 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 it gave me anxiety to see all of them crammed in there. Sure. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, and G- Foot and Lady J get captured now by Dr. Mindbender, uh-huh. who's just at the back door to the octopus pit. Did yeah. Baroness and Destro just not know that was there? Because they made it very clear that there was no escape from it. <laughs> Darling. And, then, and you could see the entire pit. There is no escape. And then the uh-huh. next scene is just them walking, just get down, the, a just walking down a hallway. Yeah, Didn't we remember to <laughs> feed the octopus? <laughs> and he would be like, feed? I don't feed the octopus. I just assume that it is just there. Like, so who who feeds the octopus? I uh, I mean it just it don't worry about that. Well, my question here is: They get captured by Doctor Mindbender, and the whole time, whenever I'd see a new character in this episode, yeah. whether it's a battle android trooper, mm-hmm. Doctor Mindbender, leatherneck wetsuit, whoever, in my head, I'm like, I wonder who that really was when he actually wrote it. Oh what, yeah, had he this like happened a lot with like mm-hmm. Mass Effect games, where like a character's mm-hmm. dead and then they're replaced by another character who's not as important. When I see Doctor Mindbender, I'm like, well, was that supposed to be Scrap Iron? Who was that supposed to be? He, he didn't say anything, so I, I'm imagining that it was just. A regular Koba trooper, okay, who was sent down. Like, oh, yeah, okay, we've captured you. Otherwise, he would have been. He would have said something about how awesome I am and how wonderful. Yeah. I'm gonna, he didn't I'm have a lot to say. Use my DNA scene. tree to turn you into a newt or something, <laughs> and then and then the octopus grabs him and so giant tentacle through the door. That's definitely <laughs> something that a normal Cobra trooper would ha- would have happened to them. That's also though something totally Doctor Mindbender would have happened to yeah, him. Probably, as well. probably. I'd like to point out that at some point after after all of this, Flint has his beret on, which means. Inside that skin-tight wetsuit that we mm-hmm. first saw him on, right. he stuffed his beret somewhere and then you brought it with it. him. Gina, you know that if Ray were in a wetsuit, he would bring his lion's hat with him. <laughs> I still would. <laughs> as soon as he popped the helmet I, off, I'm, put the hat on. I'm picturing Ray in a skin-tight wetsuit. And then and when he turns around, <laughs> there's just a ba- you clearly can see a baseball cap on his back because that's where he stuffed it. <laughs> Seems legit, guys. I like this plan. Let's go diving. <laughs> uh, Cobra Life guy is back. Cobra Love Life guy is back that. a second time. He's just still just chilling. Well, it's, he's the worst security. Is this a thing? Like, every Cobra security guy has to be just terrible at his job so the G.I. Joes can get through. He looks over. He's like, hey, look, wetsuits ripping off some control panels from our Vortex machine. Oh, well. Here's, and, and then Flint yeah, stops him from ringing job. the alarm. No, you were in an undersea base. Do you know how often 
uh, things come up that you actually need to see. That's true. Once, once ever. only ever once. Like yes. the first two weeks, he was super diligent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I then, feel that. And then he was like, oh, "God, I wonder if I can like do, be productive. Maybe I can work on my screenplay while I'm down here." Like the little <laughs> scanners would go off, and he'd be like, uh, "Oh, it's just fish." Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's always fish. He got beaten down. He got beaten down by this duty. <laughs> I have written here, like, Leatherneck has a couple of good one-liners going on here, and I don't know if you got a, a pull for it, Chan. I don't even re- remember what those one-liners were. I, I just it, it affected me that he had multiple, like, lines in a row where he was just, like, just like crushing it with either puns or just uh, a good back talk. Uh, is, it, is this one of his? We're low on oxygen, Leatherneck. Pick some up at the supermarket. That's a good line. That's a dick line. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it picks up like we're about to asphyxiate. It's like I don't care. <laughs> Go pick some up at the supermarket. He's like I've I've been deprived of oxygen so many times. And look at me. Look at me. I'm I'm golden. Oh, you don't even know yet. There are some okay. Uh and then immediately after he's all like, oh, "Okay, I guess you're right. We should go now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been sitting here trying to convince you. He's like, yeah, but now I said it, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, I liked it. Uh, Cobra Commander, like, everything seems to be under control. The Joes have been defeated. We got one guy ripping some stuff off a panel, but it's the wrong panel. Okay. Sure. And Cobra Commander is still enraged and throws his chair into the television set. Sure. Like, that's just that's a zero to 100 Cobra Commander that I love and, and respect. I think he's just mad because um, G.I. Joe harpoons blow holes in bases. Yes, they do. Um. I don't know if you know what a harpoon is, yeah, but it's, it's a pointy device, stick. Uh, it's a that pointy blows up stick. Holes and walls, clearly. And <laughs> those that is a that is a, a wall that is designed to withstand the pressures of the bottom of the ocean. We have established that Lady J has some crazy uh crazy stick technology. The rest of the Joes don't. That's maybe she borrowed it. She should share know? it. She should share that crap. Ugh. It's Ugh. like it's like uh it's like uh Hawkeye with the Avengers. None of them ever think to be like Hey, would it be helpful if we use this technology for like other weapons that we could use? And he's like, "No, it's mine." I just, I just hate to see Cobra bases blowing up like that. Chan, it's going to be every episode of GI Joe ever. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, I know. that's so upsetting. Yeah. To um, how about the now, uh, travel back in time with me, guys? Fifty bats attack Sergeant Slaughter, and he is just like annihilating them right and left, like they're uh-huh. not even there. Cut to now, one bat walks into a room with Lady J and Flint, and they're bouncing off of him like he's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> he Flint punches him in the face and breaks his hand. Yeah. Lady J yeah. throws her entire body weight at him and just, like, <laughs> cast aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, got at least two broken ribs now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's just like, okay, so bats are either completely impervious to all destruction or wet tissue paper, just depending on uh, who you are in the pecking order, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, that is Sergeant Slaughter, who is, you know, has been shown time and again to have superhuman strength and stamina and whatnot. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, At Uh, which point, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, I I think we're at the point now that I was talking about where um, Mainframe does a technical thing to, you know, make this thing work. Yeah. It's not that deeply technical and yet, almost instantly... You see, the disc was too warped to run through a regular drive, so I had to hook up a free floating head to... Can it, mainframe? Dude, that was not that complicated. It's like, I set up a free floating head and you know, so they could move around. I'm like, no, that's too much information for me. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid smarty. Uh, there is an anti-intellectual bias as a part of Duke's uh, <laughs> repertoire. I think that's fair. You know, I mean, to be fair, if you're a guy who suffered a lot of brain damage sure. and some new guy comes along who's very much more technically savvy than you are, there's going to be a little get off my lawn that happens there, isn't there? Like, just naturally. Yeah. This flat thing is no longer flat. Too much information. <laughs> my brain can't handle it. Go away. We don't want free thinkers in the military. <laughs> Kill him. He's a witch. <laughs> Well, I think it's it's what's said is like technology that is what is it they say technology that was uh, uh, existed before you were born is normal and every day, mm-hmm. and a technology that is created uh, up to the age of about forty is just like exciting and new, and this is the new reality. Then any technology created after you turn forty is wizardry and must be evil. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. just the way that life works out. Uh, I forget Dave Barry or somebody said that it was uh, absolutely true. I think Duke just hit forty, and now these computer things are like floppy disks mm-hmm. are coming into vogue. And remember, it was laser disks before. Mm-hmm. I got bad news for him. He's gonna have like a, a rough next forty years. Oh, Gina, he's not gonna live another forty <laughs> years. Sorry. He's Spoiler like, alert. He's like, I'm sure this will be the end of technology. Floppy disks. <laughs> I don't want to learn anything about them. Well, let me see here. So we find out Wetsuit was 40 yards away from the actual correct panel. Mm-hmm. And so this gets a little like a hodgepodge to me. So <laughs> wet, Wetsuit starts yanking the thing out. So the Vortex device doesn't work. And then G.I. Joe invades the base. And Shipwreck gets grabbed by a robot. Hold uh-huh. on. I just want to stop real quick. Yes. I wouldn't have normally jumped in. I'm lying. I would absolutely have jumped in to distract. <laughs> I didn't uh, want to call and, you on your live. It was so clear. <laughs> uh, it is, in fact, from Douglas Adams. There we go. Okay. Uh, anything that is in the world when you're born is normal and ordinary and is just a natural part of the way uh, the world works. Anything that's invented when you're 15 and 35 is new and exciting and go. revolutionary. And you can probably get a career in it. Anything invented after you're 35 is against the natural order of things. That is correct. There we go. There's yes. the quote. Mm-hmm. He did it better than I did, but he's the professional well, he's writer. Douglas motherfucking Adams. I'm and I'm some guy. I remembered Possibly it. my favorite author of all time. Uh, he's pretty great. Uh, yeah, and so uh, just a whole bunch of like it's one of those like we're ninety seconds to the end of the episode. Quick, mm-hmm. blow up the base, kill the <laughs> device. Cobra escapes, mm-hmm. and we got our blow line of Lifeline talking about cutting an arm off of shipwreck, mm-hmm. but yep. it turns out it's the bat uh, arm. Back up, yes. one. What I uh, miss? Lady J destroys the bat, this impervious bat. Yes, with a bobby pin. Oh, that's right, huh? Uh, it's pretty pretty baller. And uh, it is kind of nice, like, oh, hey, ladies can fight, too, by using their <laughs> smarts. Um, and their accessories. <laughs> and their accessories. This is why. I got a war coming up. Makeup. I'm going to Forever 21. <laughs> um, to, if you're a tomboy, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's also this. This is an interesting note. Flint saves the Cobra life, dude, who is knocked out. He starts oh, yeah. flooding the thing. He picks him up oh, over his shoulder and takes him up. Well, part of me was wondering how many Cobras got confirmed killed in this, because there must have been a lot of Cobras to run this base. But there were a bunch of them that were caught, uh, that were uh, captured and were on those giant helicopters. Yeah, Ooh. but I just remember like the long shot of how many Cobras were like training and like running the airfields and like when in the beginning of the episode when Flint first shows up there. I don't know. I feel like a lot of Cobras went down with the ship on this one. Probably a fair amount. Yeah. Um, but they did save a lot, and Co- as long as Cobra Life Guy survives, yeah, I think he becomes a Joe. I'll put it yeah, out there. No, yeah, he's, he's, you're going to see him a few episodes from now at uh, at the watch station reading, reading G.I. Joe, Joe Life. There it is, G.I. <laughs> Joe, and mm. still sucking at his job. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh no, my. it'll probably be like, oh, this isn't as good as Cobra Life. <laughs> he, sneaks a, he sneaks a copy of Cobra Life on top of G- yeah, Joe Life, uh-huh. so it looks like he's reading it. <laughs> you guys, I am making this my new ringtone. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gina, did we pass the Bechtel test I today? I am not sure because I feel like Baroness yelled in the face of Lady J as she's trying to tear her face off. And I can't remember, but I feel like that was to the people that were around her. Did they interact when uh, uh, she called her a fool or something? Or, or I mean, in the in the opening scene. But I was just getting ready to call the undersea base Delta. Wrong! The only place you're going is six feet under. Yeah. I that's a Bechtel that's test pass. pass. Also, yeah. that wrong is one of the greatest <laughs> lines in G.I. I want, okay, wrong. now you're wrong. Your, wrong. Your, new, your new job is to, every time Trump interrupted and said wrong, put <laughs> wrong. in this sound bite instead. <laughs> I would Lord. I would watch and share the crap out of that, Jan. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> well, guys, that will do it for last hour to doomsday. Uh, you know, uh, looking back on it, it was a little bit of a jumbled mess, but uh, we understand why that was. So I respect it. I'll give it a full on A plus. <laughs> wow. Episode only because of what we know. Wow. About it. Like a little bit of a, a pity vote, sure, but uh, <laughs> I'm not even it. giving it a pity vote. There were there were so many just fun little things little touches and that's Correct. the thing is that this is a kid show but uh it's the, the the sort of little uh filigree that they put in the corners uh that uh make it interesting for an adult to watch it's like yeah that was a great character moment yeah that was uh um just a, an awesome performance you know yeah i'm into it 
I'm into it. Well, guys, uh, a little bit of contact information real quick. Go on iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, we want to do these Halloween costumes, and uh, we should probably pick another like benchmark. Like if we get to forty, we're thirty something right now. I if, thought it was. I thought it was thirty was you, forty was Chan, fifty was me. It was uh, thirty, forty, fifty. But I'm saying like maybe we could have like if we get to uh, 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 thirty seven or whatever, some <laughs> random like we pick another episode of another cartoon to do. Yeah, and that oh, might sure. be fun. Like just mm-hmm. a, as a way to like do it. So I mean, we've done Masters of the Universe, we've done Pokemon. Oh, yeah, uh, put a post on our Facebook page. I'll, I'll, I'll start uh, a Facebook poll up. Or send us, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, what other cartoon show should we do? Uh, I'm sure Thundercats is probably popular. I was a big Thundercats fan. Yeah, I'm wondering if that show holds up. I have a story. No, I, I watched I, the first episode of that, and I did not. not care for it at I all. I watched an episode, like, into it, and I liked it. Yeah. I was, I was a big Chitara fan. Yeah, I think I was just weirded out because they hadn't been given their clothes yet. So Chitara's oh. walking around naked but with no nipples. What's so it was just, oh, it was just creepy. I, that's Ow. always how it is. They never get clothes, Chan. No, they, they have, have like armor outfits. and stuff. They have oh, battle spandex. Oh, got it, got it. But <laughs> I feel like Chitara isn't one of the... Let me see. She wears a red spandex thing. Like a singlet. You're right. You're right. right? Yeah, it covers yeah. up where her... Like a gymnastics thing. Also, she yeah. also bow staff. I guess that was a thing where they were like, let's give women in cartoons the bow staff so they yes. can't hurt themselves. And well, Donatello. I mean, Donna, yeah. The the bow yeah. staff is always, uh, I guess, okay, well, what is your favorite Teenage Mutant? Okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles A is a cartoon uh, that we uh, might put in rotation. Oh, that's a good one, um, yeah. What was your favorite uh, turtle weapon? Uh, oh. Sword, sigh, bow staff, nunchuck. Sword. Uh, easily. Sword? Based on the video game, easiest one to play with. Growing Granted. up, I thought the sigh was the most interesting because mm-hmm. it was the one I hadn't heard of until Super the show. Super hard Exotic. to fight with in mm-hmm. in the video game. You got to get them in real close, and then mm-hmm. it's just bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing. Bow staff was the hardest to use because there was a delay on the Nintendo game. It was back uh. front. So if someone was right in front of you, but it also ha- packed the biggest punch. Yeah, you have to pick them up and flip them over your head. I'm yeah. a fan of the bow staff because I would rather snipe from a distance. I don't know, man. There's a delay. So once once they in that delay, they run in real tight. Yeah, well, that's why you got to plan ahead. You got to be sometimes smart. they pop out of nowhere. Sometimes they pop out of nowhere. Mm. I'm saying sword number one, nunchucks number two, side number three, bow staff number four. The sword never worked for me just because I was like, those are motherfucking swords. In real life, like you, you could crack someone on the uh, with a stick. And like, sort of like, well, maybe I didn't kill him. A sword, you've just gutted a human being. There's no room for pacifists in 80s cartoons, Chan. <laughs> yes. Except for Lifeline. There's all of the room. There's <laughs> all of the room because you can't use them. <laughs> he, uh, Leonardo never used his swords in the cartoon except against robots. I mean, in, in the video game, I killed a lot of dudes. <laughs> So anyway, guys, uh, we're going to... I feel we'll... like between the lines she's saying, in real life, yeah. I killed a oh, lot of people. I got it. I'm trying not to get her arrested. <laughs> uh, we're, I'll put up a thing on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Go there if you haven't already. Uh, and I'll put up a little thing where you guys can make suggestions of cartoon uh, shows, and maybe we'll take one and uh, uh, do it up as a special episode for hitting X number of uh, iTunes five-star reviews. Sure. Or just reviews in general. We'll take sure. a four-star. Why not? Oh, we'll we're take not... a one-star. I won't. I will not take a one star. One star. I won't take any stars except for five stars. All about me. All about Gina. Uh, You can also send us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast, or individually, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we want to thank Boardwalk Audio for giving us this opportunity to uh, waste your time. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you learned something about the '80s today. Yes. In general, I guess. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. We didn't get a. We didn't get a PSA at the end of this one. Bummer. No PSA at the end. So we didn't learn anything about ourselves. Bum town. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do if a predator calls me now. <laughs> if one. If it happens today, I am not going to know what to do. Well, uh, do they? Yeah, we got to figure out how to get these PSAs on the regs. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. I'll just. I'll send you guys links to extra PSAs if there's no PSA at the end of the link, and we'll just do one. Is that All fair? Right. Yeah. yeah. I need okay. to know proper teeth brushing technique. Uh, that might be in there. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, until then, uh, catch us on next week. On uh, next Wednesday, we're gonna have your Know Your Joe, and then next Friday, our very next episode, which I don't know which one that is. So, uh, any last words, guys? Poop. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Works for me.
Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.